Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday. We are joined by the beautiful Lexi Luna. Lexi, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. You look like you're just chillaxing there. You know, I'm jizz chilling. <laughs> you're just chilling. How about that? I tell you what, I am color me dumb because we talked several times in Exotica in Florida. Mm -hmm. And me being a dumb fuck, never had a picture with you. I don't know how I, you know, why didn't you just say, God damn it, get in line and get a picture? Oh, that, oh, yeah, we didn't get a picture. Well, are you going to be in Exotica, New Jersey? No, no. My wife is a big uh, Jay and Silent Bob fan, and, he, gotcha. and they are going to be in Minneapolis. And sometimes you got to do what the wife wants to do, and so we're going <laughs> to them. So Happy uh, life. But they they were both in the movie um, Zach and Mary make a porno. So I've got a big poster. I need to have them sign on that. So anyway, we are joined by Lexi Luna. Lexi, it's great to have you here. You know, I see your smile. You've got one of the best smiles out there. It, I would say it's a cross between Gianna Michaels and Bridget Fonda. Ooh, okay, I'll take that. Uh, Bridget Fonda from when she was on Doc Hollywood, not Bridget Fonda today. Yes. So, Anyway, but uh, Lexi, let's let's just start, and we'll let everybody get in here in a little bit. Um, what? How, how'd you get started in this? And and uh, give us give us a little bit of your history on on where you got started. So I was teaching elementary school prior to working in the adult entertainment industry, and I actually found the opportunity through FetLife.com, which is like an online fetish area I guess it's not really like Facebook it's not really like Twitter it's just kind of you post photos you have some friends but people post about events that they're having so local local friends and this was a way that I kind of made friends that were non-judgmental and were just open when I first started teaching in Florida when I moved from Indiana so I got into this community and I started learning a lot and I started learning about fetishes and I started going to classes and like all of me was fulfilled. I got the mental piece. I got to like really learn about what makes a safe, sane and consensual player and all these different fun things. And then, um, then, a, you know, about a year after I joined the platform, I started posting some modeling photos that I had done some nude modeling, which was new to me and fun. And, you know, something that I enjoyed sharing with my friends on there. And I got offered a position to do porn and just kind of got to the point where I was like, I hate teaching. So the opportunity came in April. School's out in May, as many of you know. And I was like, I'll just do this a little bit over the summer. And if I don't like it or if it doesn't go well, I can just go back to teaching. And on June like 3rd or something like that, I just did my first scene for Club Dom, which was very different from what the scenes that I do today, but it was a great start for me and I felt really confident and the rest, as they say, is history, but. Right. So where did you take these classes? The local community college or where at? There was actually a local woodshed that was like the, the kinky dungeon of the area. It was called the woodshed. It's in Orlando. It's very popular and a lot of people go there from all over the world. Um, it's a cool place to go. And then th there were such kind people there, and uh, they taught me everything I needed to know about how to do kink play safely. So I have them to thank for my me not hurting the, the people that I was topping during those first couple scenes back in 2016 when I started. Okay, well, that's good. We don't want anyone hurt. Uh, 
Lorenzo just got back from the big uh, ASN Awards show in Vegas, and a big congratulations to uh, our friend Miss Katie Carter. Yeah, Casey won for Best Magazine cover um, for 2022, so we just landed. Um, so I just wanted to come on and say hello to Lexi Luna and uh, to every, you know, everyone in the room. And, um, it was a good time. You, you, you would have liked it, Patrick. Oh, yeah, I, I'm sure I would have, and, and it's just one of those things you can't be everywhere. And, and, yeah. I had to read, and I had to read in church this morning, so I couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that was it. Like I said, I'm just, just getting, just landing, so I just wanted to pop in and say that. Excellent. Well, I'm glad everyone had a fun time, and, and congratulations again to Casey. Pass that along to us. Yeah. Well, All righty. All right. Take Excellent, care. Lorenzo. You betcha. Right. Take care. Uh, Richard Pacheco's with us, uh, Avian Hall of Famer. How are you doing tonight, Richard? Okay, I hear I hear the cold in your voice, there, Patrick. Yeah, I, I was slept too close to an open crack. I've got a cold. <laughs> too close to an open crack. An open crack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that your wife you're talking about? No, no, it's the air conditioning. It's going in from. Oh, okay. Hot as balls okay. in Iowa, and. and uh, not as hot as Florida was. God damn, that was hot. It was miserable. Oh. It was more the humidity than the heat. I can handle the heat. I live in Vegas, but oh. humidity is, like, oppressive. Richard, well, yeah. hi, hi, Lexi. Uh, I'm, I'm one of these, these dinosaurs that comes on Patrick's show. I was active in the business in the 70s and uh, the 80s, and I come on to see what's happening today and who the people are and how the business works today and how things are going. You're gorgeous. You're a very arousing-looking woman, so uh, that part you got covered already. Um, and I look forward to learning more about you and your career. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. All right. And uh, you have a website called IWantLexi.com. Yes, that is my, my landing page. For example, Linktree has similar services that they offer, but I decided that I wanted to have the SEO points. So I built my own, and now I think I'm like number 11 on my Google search for Lexi Luna. Wow, nice. And, you know, you could put our replay on there, and that would help my SEO points. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll make you a little tab. At jizztalking.com. Eric is with us. Eric, go ahead with a question for Lexi. Oh, not too much right down out here, there, Lexi. Lexi, let's see what I say. Yes, I wonder, are you probably going to make out to LA for the X3 in January or not sure? I'm not sure about X3. I'll definitely be at ABN for, for ABN, well, in Vegas for ABN. Um, yeah, I know that's the last weekend of the January at the same place, Resorts World again. Yes, X3 has been a little tricky for the performers. It is very tight quarters, and it's just they haven't quite figured it out. We'll see if this year's a little bit better. But it was very challenging to participate last year, and just yeah, kind of I tried to go there earlier this year, but rain and I guess a little bit of being under the weather kept me home. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Eric, for stopping by. Uh, yeah, the only there was only room for one more person at the X3, and that was a fire marshal. Uh, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh, James number one is with us. James will uh, go with you. James, go ahead. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Lexi, it's wonderful to meet you. Um, I think we might have said hello in Chicago, but I'm not sure. I think we did. Years ago. <laughs> oh, you you weren't there this you weren't there this year. No, I did not go to Chicago this year. But okay, 
many, many years to Chicago. Okay. Then that's probably why I don't remember you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, I, you've been in the business for how many years now? About maybe five? This is my seventh. Uh, I just finished my seventh year. So I just seventh started. Year? Okay. And you've had so many great scenes and so many great uh, titles that you've been in. Um, and I'm one of these people that's a, that just wants to know, what do you like to do in your spare time whenever you're not, whenever you're not shooting? What is, what's your, what's your hobbies? What do you like to do? I love to do jigsaw puzzles. And I actually just started a new 1,500-piece puzzle. It's all little sweet desserts, and they're all, like, cartoon-drawn. So that just looks delicious, and it makes me happy to put it together. But I also have just recently picked up uh, the wonderful hobby of sewing because I'm trying to make my costumes fit a little bit better and just to increase the, like, cleavage potential for some of my other clothes so I've been learning how to sew which has been really fun and I went to a sewing class on Saturday because that is very exciting <laughs> to do on a Saturday morning is to go to a sewing class but um so I'm, I'm I do that kind of stuff I build miniature houses I get these little kits from Amazon and I build a little miniature house and then my fans love to see that and I take pictures and you know a booby through the window or something like that it's really fun but Oh, that's yeah. sweet. That's really nice. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You'll have to go. You'll have to link jigzone.com on your page because that's a online jigsaw puzzle. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I play that a lot. Zone. Number two, go ahead. Hello, how you doing? Uh, nice to meet you. Hi. Um, question I had for you is um big fan of your scenes and stuff. Uh what up upcoming scenes do you have uh, coming up? Oh, man, what do I have coming out? Um, I think I have, you know, I have actually taken a little bit of a step back filming boy-girl scenes for companies because I'm trying to recapture some of that audience for my fan sites, like loyal fans and such. So it's one of those things where I've, I, have had, I haven't had so many things released that I don't know in what order they're in. I have a feeling I have like two or three boy-girl scenes coming in the next couple months. Uh, to either browsers or reality kings there were some ad scenes that i was a part of so you'll see those up on Pornhub as well uh, but i've been i've performed recently i did a, a sexy little goddess scene that's releasing with me and kaylee gunner and van wild and we are like dressed up in sexy goddess outfits and we're plucking a mortal from earth to fuck around with on the bed <laughs> so, so that's available on uh, my loyal fans at loyallexi.com, which is also on that list of I Want Lexi items. Good, good. I look forward to seeing you in uh, Exotica, Jersey. In yes. The nice. Make sure you remind me that we met at Jizz Talking. Okay. I will. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's her, new, her second favorite website now. <laughs> it's her own. Um, so have you have you ever filmed in Iowa? We have a place in Iowa that people go to film. Have you ever filmed out here? I've not filmed in Iowa. Wow, it's a, it's called Private Society, and okay. if you ever get a chance, it's a, it's south of here. So if you ever get a chance, let me know, and I'll take you out for lunch. Sounds good. That's usually what I do. It's just take you out for lunch. Uh, Morty's with us. Morty, how are you doing today? Uh, doing good, Patrick. How are you doing? How is everybody? Hi. Hello. How are you doing, Lexi? I dig your silver headphones. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I really didn't know. I didn't know much about you. I always heard your name. Yeah. I always heard your name a lot. Um, and um, I, I knew you was big, big time. But I, um, I just, I finally, 
I finally started looking at some of your stuff this week to get ready for tonight's show. And uh, you, you banging. A banging? You banging. Yes. You banging. <laughs> <laughs> you, give, you give me this, uh, you give me this uh, Lisa Ann vibe. Oh, I love Lisa Ann. I think it's the bang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got you got her features, you got, you know, her body. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. have to check more of you out. Yeah, check me out. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Don't really have a question, just wanted to say just hi. Wanted to say hi, give my appreciation. Thank you, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Morty. Uh, Joseph, so this is Joseph. Go ahead. Hello. How's everybody doing? Hello. All right, Joseph. All righty. My question is going to be a fun one, hopefully. Uh, out of curiosity, most people tend to ask, what's your favorite scene that you've done? Mine is not specifically that. What was the least pleasant experience? You don't have to name names or movie or shot or anything. Just what were the circumstances that made you go, what am I doing here? What's going on? Those are always the fun I stories. Qualify this by saying that it happened kind of like in that weird time where we were deciding how to come back from the pandemic. And not everybody was really like in agreement with that we should or shouldn't be filming. So it was kind of like a haphazard pieced together scene where the male talent canceled last minute, but we happened to have another male talent who was tested because the testing protocol was different with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So it was like a two-day test, and it's like, ugh, who, who can you find last minute? But they found somebody, and it ended up being somebody who's really popular, and it was just a bad day from the start. It, just from the way that the amount of, like, adjusting we had to do for location purposes and for just there were so many problems, and it was, like, one thing added on to another until finally we were supposed to be shooting hardcore, and we were, we, he and I were shooting hardcore, if you catch my drift. And uh, the, the videographer, what, after 15 minutes, said, okay, now I'm going to shoot the hardcore because he was in a softcore angle the whole time. And I was like, what do you mean? We've been doing this for 15 minutes. Why didn't you move to get the shot you need? So I very strongly voiced my opinion because I'm still very professional on set, regardless of what happens. But, like, there comes a point where it's like, dude, this is part of your job. I'm performing. You move around to get the things. <laughs> so that was probably the only time that I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like I said, those tend to be the best ones. Yeah. there's, And, you know, it was a great scene. So I can't complain. <laughs> so then did he, did he, he, so he shot the softcore while you were doing hardcore. Did, did both scenes get released somewhere? I'm sure they did. Um, I never worked for the company again, but that was more just like a, it just didn't, it just so happened that I stopped shooting what they shoot. So it wasn't like, because of this, I was like, never again, you're on my no list. <laughs> but that was definitely a, an interesting day. It was so strange the way we were just like, kind of all like randomly there and masked and worried but not where i don't know it was just a weird time you know during covid yeah that's that that's kind of the cool thing about hosting the show you know you have to do research and you know it's just one of those deals you have to you can't come unprepared for class yeah that's right <laughs> might take me out back in the woodshed 
<laughs> that's where the name comes from. There you go. Adam's with us. Adam's on uh, telephone. Go ahead, Adam. Yes. Hello. And uh, speaking of the woodshed, you were mentioning uh, being a dom. What are your favorite ways you like to dom either your co-stars or people that you uh, uh, work with? Sure. Thanks for that question. I really love being the sensual mommy dom. I love making the girls fall in love and just like want to obey without really knowing why they want to obey. I do everything very sensually, very sweetly, very much uh, with respect. There's no degrading. And even if it's something that the other person is okay with, like I have my limits as a dom too. And there are certain things that I don't feel comfortable doing and I don't want to do. And so, you know, finding the marriage between those two, what the bottom wants and what the top wants is kind of the crux of fetish play. So it was a really fun way to explore the fact that this is what I am and now that's the way I perform and it just kind of it follows along with my brand. Do you ever, uh, are you ever submissive? I can be submissive. I would say I'm more of a switch. And, you know, it's one of those things where I have kind of been typecast playing the stepmom or the woman in charge role, which I absolutely love. And I decided that that's kind of what I want to do. And um, if I did do anything submissive, it probably wouldn't be on camera. Mm -hmm. Now, you talked about uh, doming girls. Do you prefer to work with girls or men in general? In general, I prefer working with the boys because I feel like I love that connection and that I can like, we can kind of make each other fall in love for that little bit of time, right? And and then when it's over, then we go about our separate ways and that's fun. But, you know, with girls, it's different because I want to continue a relationship or a friendship after that. And I feel like it can sometimes get a little cloudy with um, especially uh, females who aren't as emotionally mature as I am to kind of like separate the and, and make the boundaries. So I prefer working with guys in, for that reason. Oh, that's interesting. Now, uh, since it wasn't asked the last time, I'll go ahead and ask it. If you were to introduce yourself to uh, someone new, what scene would you tell them to watch to give them a good idea of your career? Wow, that's a great question. I think the scene that most people started finding me through was the Family Therapy, which is a huge studio on Pornhub. And... That is probably the number one response to what did you what did you first see me in? And honestly, I think it still rings true today. I think it is still very much some of my better work. It is a, it's very up close and personal, and I feel like that's where I really excel with my fans is that personal connection. And I feel like the the way that it's shot with family therapy really does portray that very well. And um, yeah, so that's that's definitely it's one of my first scenes and I feel that I am still that performer and that sweet sensual, like it really showcases that sweet mommy dom, mommy in charge kind of feeling. So if you're into that, that's definitely a place to start. If you're more into the mainstream stuff, a really great scene that I loved was, um, it was a browser scene called Lexi Gets Wet and it was with Johnny Sins. It was one of my first times working with a male performer whose name was bigger than mine, which was really fun. And I lost myself in that scene. It was the, the that was the scene that I decided to start calling myself a porn star. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Lexi. And thank you as always, Patrick. You betcha. Not a problem. Hey, don't forget next week, our guest is going to be Mandy Bright. So don't forget that. Uh, six, uh, six o'clock central, of course. And uh, Mandy Bright will be our guest uh, for that for our next show. Let's go back around the horn here. 
Let's go back to James number one. Another question from James number one. Okay. Um, kind of caught me a little bit off guard there. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, you said that you used to be a teacher. Uh, how long were you teaching? I taught for five years prior to parlaying into the adult world. So. Okay. And what, and what grades did you teach? kindergarten through fourth grade over those five years okay um let me ask you do you think and this is for like uh you know the more advanced you know like the older you know, the more high school uh classes do you think that there's enough um that there's enough education like sexual education that's taught in the schools nowadays no and any of it that's taught is unfortunately usually faith-based and abstinence only which isn't good education period like we've all everybody who learned abstinence only education is unlikely to have abstained until after <laughs> a period of time they say is appropriate because you know we also have some places where people are getting married very young and that's also very concerning when you talk about these types of of, of classes because they are very sensitive you know like parents have permission slips sent home and all that kind of stuff. But no, we are doing a disservice to every student in American public education system by not teaching them the actual truth about sex and about STDs and about giving them the options that they will have in just a few short years, if we're being honest. So much better to prepare them for the world outside of the cocoon than to shelter them from the world that you've created somehow in everybody's heads because there's no place ever anywhere where like the thoughts and the intrusive feelings of puberty do not enter. So, you know, I, I think it would just it would just be a better service to everybody involved. And I think it would help dispel a lot of taboos. But I totally agree. I think you're absolutely right. I think it also uh would prevent pretty much on teen, uh, the prevention of teen pregnancies and and uh, it would bring that bring those numbers down substantially. Yeah, knowledge is power and we need to teach people more things. That's right. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah. We I was in Scouts. We got to watch the uh, the VD movie. So that's <laughs> our and our Scoutmaster made all the parents sign off on it and so anyway. Yeah. Watch the, the VD movie. But uh, I, I got uh, I got put in the hallway in biology class or a sex ed class because I sniffed the diaphragm. I said this has been used, and uh, <laughs> in the hallway for a little bit, a little time out. Oh boy! <laughs> Alex, are you around? You can you uh, can you ask a question? Alex, no, can't hear me. Anyway, uh, Richard, let's continue with you. Another question for uh, Lexi. Where are you based? What state? I live in Nevada, and I also I go back and forth between L.A. and Vegas. So I have a place in both where it's easy to just shoot and live a little bit of the time every month. Uh, it's not ideal, but it is the necessary evil to continue performing because I just don't want to keep doing the hotel thing in L.A. It's so... Ugh, I need my own bed, and I can't stay in model houses. <laughs> Far too old for that. Well, I appreciate your common sense a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's a good combination when you add it to your beauty. Thank you and, so much. And your, um, your experience as a sexual being is, 
is priceless. Um, that is why I love also getting to work with adults and teaching. I still get to teach. Everybody's like, oh, now that you're not a teacher anymore, I really do feel like I am because I get to talk to adults about sex and relationships and managing partners and all these different things. And people ask me advice all the time about their relationships and on my fan sites. And it just makes me really happy to be able to candidly and honestly tell them something and not have to worry about if the person who's above me making sure that I'm following the rules is going to find out that I spoke the truth. <laughs> well, you know, especially since so much of um, the coming generation is going to be experiencing arrested development um, and misinformation about sexual things that they need to learn as they move along in life. So that's a person in your position maybe being contacted for one set of things, which is these men or, or women, for that matter, looking for a sexual experience and um, being exposed to way more than they're realizing in terms of their um, necessary education to be uh, fulfilled and not terrified by their own bodies and their own desires. The terrified part is really what... what I feel has been weaponized, right? Because it's like the less you know, the more we can scare you about things that might happen. Right. Even though statistically, if you just look at the facts, that, you know, like it's, it's not as bleak of a picture as they paint. Well, it depends where you're growing up. I mean, you know, we've unfortunately evolved into like a two, two main cultures where one of them is just in denial and, and everything about sex that's real gets a wink and you wait till you're grown up and out of the house and you feed the, the children lies and, and keep them in the dark and uh, scare them with hellfire. Uh, and those, those people are all, Yeah, those, those people are headed for a rude awakening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Peter's with us. Peter, are uh, you ready to ask a question yep. to Lucy Luna? No, I don't really have anything important to say. I just want to say hi and uh, what up. All right. Well, Lexi was in uh, at X3, and, and Peter Peter made like a half hour. Uh, he was in and he was out, and, and that was about all there was to that. So I guarantee you he was there, but he never met you because we just were – he was just in and out real quick. And, again, yeah, he was, I felt uh, like a lot of people were in and out, and it was like, oh, this is not feasible. <laughs> And they're going to have it back at the same damn location next year. Palladium is too small for us. We need a bigger venue. Yeah, it was terrible. Hey, who are some of your pals you hang out with uh, in the business? Who are some people I hang out with in the business? I'm actually going to dinner tonight with Octavia Red. Oh. She's right. definitely a pal. I like her a lot. She's a super great girl. Uh, kind of newer to the industry, but she's making a big splash. Um, very like classically pretty, very like pinup pretty. Just love love what she does. Um, who else do I hang out with? Well, you'll certainly have to tell her about our show. And, and for sure, she would do an excellent job on this show. She's very easy to talk to, very personable, very sweet. Because I, I didn't really see you hanging with anybody at, at Exotica, like in the in the bar, or the restaurant, or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not really that social of a butterfly. I mostly. Ah, yeah, I mostly just kind of stay to myself and I have my routines and 
you know, when I don't have a bit, it's been a while since I've been to Exotica. I didn't know a lot of the people too. And I know that like going to my room isn't a way to meet people, but, but it also, you know, once I kind of get back into the circuit of doing conventions and like those muscles get worked a little bit more, I might be a little bit more um, visible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I pretty much hang out with like some of the boys, Nathan Bronson. I've done his cooking show. We've hung out outside of just like work stuff. Sure. Um, he's a great guy to hang out with and he's so bouncy. He does the parkour stuff and he just bounces off of everything. I've never seen somebody with such like rubber balls in his joints. But <laughs> so it's more like entertaining just watching him. He's like a little puppy. I love him. <laughs> now, Christy Canyon and I, and uh, two other guys, we went to Hooters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we had a fun time at Hooters. And you then, know, I bet there are far more people here in Vegas than I even like think to like, explore that who live here who are part of the industry i should really start reaching out to people <laughs> this is probably a wake-up call <laughs> yeah you you heard it here first i'm just talking um our guest today is lexi luna and james number two do you have another question for lexi uh, yeah i have uh, two for you um one is uh, what kind of music do you like and two is um do you have any crazy stories about any of the conventions that you have been to Oh, I do have a crazy story. I'll start with my favorite music. Um, I have been loving the Barbie soundtrack, and I know that's very typical, right? Of course I would love the Barbie soundtrack, but I especially love Dua Lipa's song on there. And I've liked Dua Lipa for a long time. I think she has great music. She's got very interesting cadence when she sings, and uh, it's just, like, pleasing to my ear. Her, her lyrics are fun and, and flowy and just all of it, all around great. Yeah. I also love Taylor Swift, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, when it comes to crazy convention stuff, I'm not going to mention any names, but there was a convention where, um, a very popular male talent and a very popular female talent decided to be silly and go behind the booth, like, structure and start filming themselves having sex, which was not a good idea because you're definitely not allowed to do that in a convention center and they definitely know that you're doing it. So they got banned from the show. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure that that moment went viral, so that probably is all they were after. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, what? And it was like the first day of the show, too. And I'm like, you still have all these days. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> was that in Chicago a couple of years ago? I believe it was. Yeah, okay, they were right next to friends. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. They didn't fuck around. They just said, out. No, there's no fucking around. They, they can get serious fines at the venue. It's just not a good idea. Right. How did you think that Florida was going to turn out? You know, they, they passed a few laws down there about uh, sexuality, you might say. And how did you think? Did you think that hurt attendance as far as the stars went? No, I think the thing that hurt attendance uh, was that it was kind of, I mean, it's the off season. Everybody's back to traveling, even the stars. They, everybody was on vacation. Everybody was going to Europe. Everybody was doing, you know, going, doing all their things. It's the, it's July. That's when people are out and doing that stuff, if they're going to. Um, I think attendant participation uh, of, like, Miami residents was low also because people are back to travel. Yeah, we sat, Christy and I sat around throwing cards in a hat. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was definitely surprising, but you know I can't say that the outward. You know, Miami's always kind of been the opposite, though, of you know Central Florida. Right. South Florida is a much different place. 
Yes. Do you think that they should move it from Florida? I wish they would switch the DC and the Florida show because DC in December makes absolutely no sense. Right. But DC in July would probably make more sense. You know, you'd have more people visiting the city. Right. I just can't see uh, a convention two weeks before Christmas. I mean, you yeah, that was, that's really the other thing is like, why are we even doing anything in December? I wonder if they're just testing it out this year. Was it last year in December too? For, yeah. yeah. I understand it. I mean, you're going to buy your kid a G.I. Joe. Is it you want to see pussy or want to buy your kid a G.I. Joe? You know, it's just one of those deals. And, and yeah, plus Florida is more milder in December. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's why I was like, we should switch the two and everybody would be happy. Like, think about the people who come to Florida in December. That's much more. in. But I think that's part of it is, you know, they don't really, the states, these the cities don't really want us there. They're just accepting them, you know. So it's not like we were at the Miami Convention Center. We were at the airport convention center. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, we're always kind of like shoved into the back and, and. Uh, did you go to Portland? Speaking of being shoved in the back, did you go to Portland? I did. That was terrible. I was there too. Speaking about throwing cards in the hat. That was just. Oh my gosh. Portland was rough. I did find my stride in Portland though. That was the convention where I was like, oh, if I dress the way I dress in videos, people will recognize me and come up to me. That was the moment where I was like, be who you are at yeah. these shows. Don't wear the bikini just because everybody else is wearing a bikini that's not your brand. <laughs> so I, I really realized, like, the power of just being myself. Sure. I will say that star power-wise, um, Portland was the best star power I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. But it was, it was, I think it was the last show that was, like, peak, really great, right before the pandemic, and then everybody, you know, they also have OnlyFans now, so... People don't, they don't really feel like they want to meet people in person. Why would they make, take this time and do this whole thing and, you know, meet fans when they can just keep meeting their fans on DMs? Right. And, you know, it's not exactly cheap to stay at the hotels. It's not exactly cheap to go. I mean, flights aren't that cheap. Yeah. Erica, any more things uh, for you for Lexi? Uh. Okay. All right. Well, Adam's got his hand up, so we'll uh, unmute Adam and he can give another question here. Yes. Well, actually, I have a quick story. Actually, the worst convention of all time was the uh, ill-fated one in Columbus. Oh. Adam, can you can you go a little louder? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the ill-fated one in Columbus. I don't know if you attended that one, Patrick. No. But the problem was it was on the same weekend as the move-in weekend for Ohio State University. I drove up there, couldn't park within 10 miles of downtown Columbus, had to park at the airport and take a taxi to the convention center. Wow. And it was empty when I got there. So <laughs> that was the all-time worst convention. Oh, no. Move-in weekend? That was poor planning. And that well, was I like, think, uh, yeah, that was I, like, I, poor, go ahead. Oh, I th that was, I think, because they got the convention center cheap that weekend. Well, there was a reason for that. That makes sense. Right. Like Portland, you had to take a bus from the hotel all the way across town to the convention center. That, you know, unless you rode with some cool people. I mean, it seemed like every time I rode with Evan Stone, that was kind of cool. But um, Yeah, it's never a dull moment with Evan. Yeah, I, I rode back one night with uh, one gal who was just drunker than shit, and she screamed at everybody on the bus. I was like, oh, my God. Not a good look. You have to still be professional at these events. It's still your job. <laughs> well, and that's what happened. She's, <clears throat> excuse me, she's 
she's passed away now. Um, but she was in her booth and I was, I was with Herschel Savage in his booth and we're just sitting there like this. <laughs> and, uh, he signed a, uh, autograph for two, uh, marijuana cigarettes. And so then, um, uh, across the way, kind of, uh, I can't think of her name. Anyway, some guy brings a red solo cup up to her and, and she drinks it. And so I went over to James Bartolet, who was there. And I said, James, your girl just drank something out of a cup, not labeled nothing. I mean, how dangerous is that? I, I think I know who you're talking about. So anyway, she's no longer alive, but anyway, just was, was terrible. But anyway, yeah, uh, Portland, Portland sucked. And that was the same. Um, I can't remember what it was called where all the sailors come back to port port week or something like that. They have a, a naval base there in Portland and all the, they, they probably thought the Navy guys were going to go to, uh, yeah, they call it fleet week. Fleet week yeah. They, they probably and thought all the uh, Navy ships in the docks too. Anyway, they're not the big carriers, but like destroyers, frigates, right. or even, even cruisers. Right. So anyway, I think they were expecting that, but Herschel and I went downtown and it was just, the streets were just packed with Navy guys, but nobody was at the convention center. So anyway, one of those deals. I didn't go to the Ohio show and I'm so glad I didn't because the reports I heard back were not good. There was a Denver show. That was kind of iffy. So. I, went, I went to both of those. They were, the first year was great. Uh, yeah. and the second year, again, the star power at Denver, the first year was fantastic. Yeah. Um, just everybody was there. So uh, Morty, another question for you. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll ask a question. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Uh, Lexi, um, I've noticed in, in your clips, you, you seem real comfortable acting. Um, have, have you ever been in any features that have, uh, I know they don't do features like they used to. Have you been any, any of the, some features that they might do in the, in the industry? Um, I was part of, I had a small role in the Wicked feature for, it was called Privilege. But no, I really don't get featured. I also decided that because of that fact, I was going to feature myself and I made a movie that's not out yet, that's coming out this year, um, about a simpy stepson okay. where antics ensue when his dad goes away for the weekend and he tries to win me over, but I have, want to have nothing to do with it. So it's going to be pretty it's okay. going to be comedy. It's coming out hopefully before September because, you know, the AVN cutoff. For, right. For what, 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 what's, okay. what's the name of it? The name is Under Wraps. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm man. I just for an award, so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I can't get over how much you look like Lisa Ann, though. You ought to be her <laughs> younger sister or something. <laughs> you and I actually... She cut the ribbon, and I counted her down at Exotica this year. We were we shared a booth at Loyal Fans. Wow. Really, like, wow. I read her book, which is oh so juicy and fascinating. I love it. Yeah, and yeah. I've been, yeah, been, I guess Lisa Ann, been wanting to buy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it. Yeah. Thank you. I do um, a segment. Oh, thank for, you. You bet. I do a segment for James Bartolet on uh, the Roku channel. <clears throat> He's got his own Roku channel. Anyway, um, the next one I've got is coming up. It's about book, porn stars who write books. Anyway, featured Lisa Ann in that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. If you've got Roku, Lexi, you can see all of James's uh, stuff from Exotica and uh, my little deal on there called Patrick Presents. That's oh. on my YouTube channel, too. So 
Roku, uh, what's the channel name? In, inside the industry. Inside the, oh, okay, so same name. Got it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's got little, uh, my little logo, the little jizz stuff. And uh, so anyway, it's coming up. So anyway, cool. Joseph is back with us. Joseph, another question for Lexi. Yep, I've got two wonderful bits, just so you know. I'm in Columbus, so I can tell you about the show they had here. I didn't make it. They only had one advertised guest that they advertised in the city, and that was going to be Ron Jeremy. This was probably, what, 2015? And it rained the whole weekend. It did not stop raining at all. So I'm pretty sure that had a lot to do with nobody showing up. I went by there two or three times, and it just looked dead, so I didn't even bother going. And the next one is uh, based on the name of the group. Uh, Lexi, what are what are you doing about uh, autographs, autograph requests, and all that good stuff? Sure. I, uh, on my IWantLexi.com, there is a place for my store, and you can order through the store. Yeah. <laughs> and then I decided that I think I'm going to start at Exoticas and conventions in general having one photo that's going to be like a special like collector's photo from that show and I'm printing like 20 copies and it's never going to be printed again, never going to be seen anywhere else and it's just like that show's special photo that's available only at that show. So that might be something fun for people who have a lot of the photos or who see all the photos online. Um, something that the things that I've had my photographers take that I love. So that might be something I add into the mix. Well, that sounds cool. That's I, I did that with Seika. Uh, she had a special photo. She says, I've never released it, and you can do it and sell 20 copies and, and then cut it off from there. So I did that. So And right now we're in the middle of a Christy Canyon uh, private signing. So if you go to jizztalking.com and go under signings, you'll see a video that Christy and I have done where she holds up each photo with uh, <clears throat> post-its over the naughty bits. And... Uh, then also we're doing a private signing that wraps up September 15th with um, Kelly Nichols. So if you're a Kelly Nichols fan, you'll want to hop on that too. So, And we're going to try the, we'll see how Christie's works out. And if, if that works out, we're going to do more video um, uh, video autograph shows where they hold up a photo, tell a little bit of a story about it, and then uh, they can order it from there. So I do that. That's fun. Yeah, kind of a deal there. Uh, let's see if uh, I see Jason R. has logged on. See if Jason R. can unmute himself, and we'll see about a question from Jason R. Are you there? No, he decided to abandon ship. <laughs> but, uh, hey, don't forget, next week our guest is going to be Mandy Bright, so you won't want to miss out on that. Uh, Mandy Bright will be our guest. Uh, I think she's... Uh, I booked her through the Rub PR. Now, who who do you go through for a PR agency, and are you happy? And do they do everything you want them to do? I use Brian Scott Gross BSG PR, and I'm very happy. I feel like I get uh, great quality stuff from him. I have done a couple higher profile things with him, and I'm just chugging along. My press releases come out. Nice, like you know, being a former teacher, punctuation, spelling, and grammar are very important to me. So, <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised how few people really pay attention to that when they're writing copy. I also have uh, my own copywriter that I use for certain types of things that I need to be written a certain specific way. 
um, and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely have some help, but it's all under the very, very watchful eye of Lexi Luna. All right. Well, I mean, uh, your guy certainly was right on the ball with, uh, with uh, me and, and it was great to work with. And so I, kudos ah. there. Hey, let's go to Peter. Peter's going to ask a question. Get him unmuted. Go ahead, like, Peter. Yeah, I've actually got like a three-part question. There you go. Um, without naming any names, of course, um, do you have any co-performers that you do not want to work with or absolutely will not work with? And part two of that is how do you navigate that when deciding a project that you're working on? Um, and how is that received, I guess, within the industry if you're if there's somebody you really don't want to work with? And um, third part of the question is feel free to name names if you want to. Um, who are some of your favorite performers to work with? Okay, I'm going to start with my favorite first. <laughs> um, recently, I got to work with Adria Ray for a foot scene, and uh, there, there are a few people who are as amazing in person as they appear to be online. And she is absolutely one of those people. She's a fantastic performer. She's a just gets along with everybody on set. So easy to, to hang out with during the day. Isn't in her phone the whole time, like actually present in the scenario and in the scene. So it's really, really nice. Uh, so she's definitely on my favorites list. I love working with Kaylee Gunner. She's a great girl. I've known her from some of her first scenes and given her a lot of advice over the years, and she's just doing so well, and I'm so proud of her, and she's just so nice to hang out with, always respectful, always polite, you know, just like everything you want in a co-performer, but also in a human being. <laughs> and um, as far as the guys are concerned, I love working with Lucas Frost. He's really, like, matured and figured out his way in the industry the last five, like, five years, I would say. He's really matured and, and become a fantastic performer. He was good before, but I think now he's like really hit his stride and is really doing well. So he's one of my favorite male talents to hire for my own shoots. Um, and then I just love working with John Strong. You know, he's a legend and he and I did our very first scene together was a VR scene. And then our very second scene was for Balesa House where we got to actually see each other because um, Jackie St. James had offered me a scene with somebody that was like a missed connection. And I was like, John Strong, we didn't get to actually like look at each other because during VR, the guys have a camera right in front of their face. So it's very disconnected. So we got to actually fully enjoy the scene and it was just so awesome. So he's definitely on my list of top male performers that I like to work with. Um, okay, now on to your other question. People I will not work with. Yes, there is actually a pretty long list because I watch everybody's behavior online very carefully. I watch uh, what kinds of content they do. I watch what types of they, how they use, what words they use to describe the people that are in their content. Are they consistently somebody who I see partying online and engaging in unsafe behavior? They're on the no list. You know, we put ourselves out there and we we take a lot of responsibility for our sexual health being that we are so, uh, you know, constantly in contact with each other. Uh, so it really is important to me that I know that the person that I am having a scene with in two days wasn't out doing some crazy stuff a couple nights ago that they posted on Twitter and I happened to see, you know, that kind of stuff is just not talked about as much. Uh, thinking about keeping our circle safe and keeping all of the performers safe is a really big deal to me. So I really make sure 
that if there's any kind of questionable behavior, it's just easier to not work with that person than to maybe take a chance or take a risk. And for what, you know, it doesn't really seem worth it to me. So that is that side of it. I forgot the second part of the question. And how is it received on 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 set? Um, I've never had any issues. If somebody is very usually the people who are very specifically hired are the females. Very rarely are they like this is the male, and if you don't work with him, we can't use you in this project. So that's very rare. But you know, the directors and companies are very 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 big on consent and making sure that you're not doing things you don't want to do. And part of that is working with talent you don't want to work with. So it's been received very well. I've never had an issue where somebody's like, well, your no list is too long. And ultimately, like I have a preferred list and then everybody else is a yes, I'll try a talent that I haven't, you know, had a reason to to uh, suspect is engaging in unsafe behavior or something like that. So I'm definitely and I did work with a lot of young, younger male talents when they were first entering the industry because I was a younger MILF, so they had to put me with the youngest possible looking boys, which was challenging, but I found that niche too. I found that, you know, like being able to work with these people is is important because it's nice to be able to help people and to be able to like make somebody feel at ease during a scene when I know that not all talent is like that. So yeah, it's been received very well on set, my no list, and not had any issues. Okay, great. Thanks, Peter, for asking the series of questions. So, but I I get the the behavior online because if everybody's just a bitch, uh, that reflects so much uh, about you more than them. Yeah, and I just want to make right choice the right choices for myself. And just like if I were looking on a dating app, I would be judging people based on the things that they decided to share. And you know, this is ultimately. For, at first, this is your business Twitter. So if you're sharing things like that, that doesn't make me feel like you're in this business the same way that I am. And the collaboration just won't be equal at that point. Right. Sure. For sure. Let's talk about some of your, before we go, some of your, um, your social links as far as the OnlyFans, loyal fans. What, what, what different, I know we can go to your, your, I want Lexi.com page, but uh, just fill us in on where you're available at. Um, I'm mostly available on my Sex Panther, which is textlexiluna.com. That is texting, video chats, phone calls, photos, back and forth, that kind of stuff. It's more like real time. It's far less like getting opening DMs and that kind of thing. Um, there isn't really a video store or anything. It's mostly just to chat and send pictures and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then my second most frequented site is Loyal Fans at loyallexi.com, two L's. And that is where I have my video store. So if you want to buy videos without a subscription, uh, this is the place to go. All you have to do is just make an account and add your credit card details, and you can just go on to video stores and do that. There's an explore page as well, which is great to be able to find other models as well. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's an easy way. You just go to loyallexi.com and make your account in the upper right corner. And then my, my OnlyFans is... Um, I think it's LexiLunaTripleX.com, but I'm not sure. But see, I have this uh, I have this page that tells me all of the things, so I don't really know sure. what the actual website is. It's OnlyFans.com slash LexiLunaXOXO. But the main page is IWantLexi.com, and if you go there, you'll find a plethora of everything, so you don't need everything. to worry about it. Previous podcasts are on there. My, if you want to be signed up for my newsletter, that's on there. Like, there's just a little bit of something for everybody. There's also a lot more information about me if you click the more 
info link at the bottom. What can we find in our newsletter? Um, So I am very excited about the newsletter because I'm revamping everything and I'm going with a new company. So if you want to sign up for the newsletter, it's a good time. It won't necessarily do anything for you right now, but I'm going to be sending a blast to everybody who signed up over the last seven years. And I'll be giving out free months of my subscription sites. I'll be sending out uh, free minutes of voice notes. I have, I have a different thing every month that I want to send out to everybody who's on my page. But I'm also going to be sharing more personal details about myself, sh- sharing more pictures that I don't really share on social media. So engaging with my fans in a different way and just kind of letting them know what's going on generally in my life. I had a chance. I got a six-month free trial of SurveyMonkey. Oh. But I had to wear this hat. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I had to have a picture on Twitter and Facebook with me wearing this hat. So it's a survey monkey hat. And Love I got six months. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, nobody wakes up Christmas morning wanting survey monkey. So no. know, I kept constant contact for uh, some other stuff. So, but anyway, I don't have a newsletter now. And it's, it's such a relief. But um, it's such a relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's just it, it's hard. But I also used to do newsletters for my classroom when I was teaching. So I'm very versed in like the quick five minute newsletter. And it's much easier when you're talking about yourself than when you're trying to make it seem like you're doing cool things in class. <laughs> Mine was for my computer business. I offer computer tips and it was just oh. like, Jesus Christ, just don't click on stuff. That's about all I could ever write. But anyway, I, I got bored with that and, and I, I gave it up. So but uh, uh, let's wrap things up. Richard Pacheco, why don't we wrap things up with you and some final thoughts? Well, my first thought is that if I were active in the business today, I would be truly honored to work with you. Thank you, Peter. No, not, this isn't Peter. This is Richard Pacheco. All right, Richard. You, can, you can work with Peter, too, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, call me whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, the second thing is, I would like to give you a gift of my book that I wrote about my time in the business. I would love if, that. If you would give Patrick your email address, he'll send it to me, and I will send you a copy of, it's called Hindsight, and I think you would enjoy it. I would love to read it. I'm actually looking for a new book. I finished a couple autobiographies and one murder mystery, and now I'm ready for a new one. <laughs> All right. I'll send it to you tonight. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much. Fantastic. I always, I don't know what happened, but I always had a copy of Richard's movie, my favorite movie. Oh, yeah? That Richard ever did. Um, It was called Up and Coming. (laughs) And I talk about legends in that movie. You had um, Marilyn Chambers. Okay. And you had John Holmes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, anyway, he was amongst... Very, very uh, famous folks. I don't have a copy of it. But anyway, um, Up and Coming was the uh, – was. I just saw Tom Byron post the other day, hey, I was in that movie. So <clears throat> he he was. I, 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 of course, collect autographs. So I've got um, Tom and Richard and um, Herschel autograph that movie so far. So until – until Lisa DeLay, who says, I'll do it, I, I still got to wait for her. So anyway, but uh, that's kind of story on that. Again, anything, uh, Lexi, you want to wrap up with? Um, I just want to say thank you guys, and thank you for checking me out and maybe discovering me for the first time and for being here and being so sweet and nice to me. And 
I just truly appreciate all my fans, and I hope that I can convert some of you into Lexi Lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, again, next week is going to be Mandy Bright, so don't forget that. And uh, you can find us at jizztalking.com, at Twitter, at jizztalking, on Instagram, at jizztalking, and at uh, uh, YouTube slash at jizztalking. So uh, if you just Google jizztalking. You know, and just, all of those the same. <laughs> yeah, I know some because nobody wanted that shit. And I got tumblers available, and I got a swag hat available, so they're both twenty bucks. So anyway, um, I'm not big on selling myself. I wish I could have. Uh, I I really need a thousand people on that YouTube channel. I've got like four hundred and fifty. I just got to press a little harder on that without sounding like Bernie and saying. Once again, I'm asking for you to subscribe <laughs> to my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at. But anyway, next week, Mandy Bright. We'll see everybody next week on JustTalking.com. Thanks for coming by. <laughs>